Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank. And I'm Meredith. And this is our second podcast and the second part in our series, The Hills Have Size, where we re- revisit the classic MTV series, The Hills. Tonight's episode, episode two, quote, change of plans. And plans, they did change. They do indeed. Um, first off, now we need to discuss, we forgot to discuss last week, the theme song. We did. It's very important to all of you Hills fans out there. Um, Unwritten by Natasha Bedingford. Yeah. Beddingfield. Um, Beddingfield. Yes. I should know that because I actually love her brother. I have his album. Um, Daniel Beddingfield. Yes. Um, now, here is where we are completely divided down the middle. I love the theme song and will never tire of it. <sighs> Meredith, however, tends to disagree. I got a little tired of it. I watched The Hills from start to finish, even after certain cast members leave, which we will get into later. And I always assumed that in later seasons, they would swap it out for a song that was more popular, you know, a few years down the line. They did not. They stuck with their 2006 guns. It's not a terrible song. I'm not saying that, but I still... It almost ruined a good song. Like, now it's just a theme song. Well, I think, though, that you can't... I mean, all what TV show has changed their theme song halfway through? None, but I feel like it's almost more acceptable if they like write their own crappy one. Um, I no, I'm gonna disagree. Well, I so love it. I want to have my long, flowing, beautiful blonde hair um, blowing in my convertible as I drive up and down the Pacific Coast Highway and listen to Unwritten. Okay, I mean, to me, the other part of my argument is that the Laguna Beach theme song was the Hillary Duff song. Which one? Um, what's the song title? Like the rain came down and washed away my dreams or whatever. Love it too. On board. They never got rid of it. Whoever scores these shows, I'm, I'm 100% on board. So with there them. you go. MTV is consistent and I'm wrong. Yeah, you're 100% wrong. Okay. Well. You should probably just throw yourself in traffic. There will be traffic <laughs> later. I'm sure you'll be hearing it in the background of the podcast. Meredith may have to throw yourself in it. The rest is still unwritten. We just <laughs> don't know. All right. Well, let's dive right in. So where we left off last week, Lauren who is now an intern for Teen Vogue. Big Mm -hmm. deal, big deal. She was working the famous Young Hollywood Party. And? Um, And she is an idiot and let Heidi crash the party (laughs) and then got in big fat trouble with her boss, the fembot, Lisa. Lisa Love, editor-in-chief. Of Teen Vogue. Yeah. I like to call her (laughs) editor-in-chief. Do you write good (laughs) editor-in-chief? So we open with Lauren and Heidi, her bestie slash roommate, discussing... Slash frenemy. Yeah, slash frenemy. There's a lot of frenemy action on this this week. They are not happy for each other, but we'll get into that later this episode. And they are talking about the night's events, being a bit sarcastic. Lauren saying she's in big trouble and saying, you know, what kind of friend would crash my party? And Heidi's all like, I don't know what kind of friend would do that. It was her. Um, I had a very hard time focusing on the dialogue because I was so distracted by Lauren's anal bead necklace. Um, her necklace looked like it was it, anal beads. Like yes. She was wearing anal colored. Beads around colored. Her it's like purple, beads, red, orange, yellow. Rainbow anal beads around her neck. Yep. Um, I actually couldn't pay attention because I was staring at Heidi's bedroom decor. I realized Heidi grew up in Colorado. No offense to all of you habitants of the great state of Colorado. Being inappropriately touched by your stepfather. <laughs> Heidi's Heidi's bedroom looks like 
an L.L. Bean or even Coldwater Creek catalog exploded. Yeah. It's like a deep spruce green with a giant pine bed with some iron detail at the top that she has woven dried flowers through. But was that Heidi's bedroom? Yes. But Lauren was the one laying in the bed. I feel like that maybe that's just like a girl thing. Oh, okay. It's like I lie on the bed while my friend is picking out an outfit and I'm like, no, not that. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Dear God, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and then Heidi's, the the camisole trend on this show is already out of control. Well, She's wearing a lacy camisole with kind of like a white flowy skirt. And then she decides what completes the look is a military jacket. And what I, speaking of camisoles, and I'm jumping forward just to soup fall. That's okay, that's okay. But um, I thought it was a little shocking that when we... The next scene is, you know, the closet to get at Teen Vogue with uh, Whitney and Lauren. Yeah, of course. And Lauren, who in her very first day at work is told not to have bare shoulders, shows up for what I think is her second day of work in a camisole. And jeans this time. Yeah, jeans. And and when I say camisole, it full on looks like lingerie. It does. It yeah. is. It's almost like and a no taupe. Bra. No a taupe. Bra at all. Yeah. Yeah. A taupe or a tan silk. And it's got ruffles down the front. Spaghetti strap. With jeans and probably pointy-toed heels if we're playing our cards. No, they were open-toe. Oh, open-toe. oh God. Even, open-toe heels. Even worse for the office. Yeah, not a good look. Um, Head-to-toe wrong for the office. And what you may not have noticed, but I did, um, and kind of goes to your point from last episode, somehow over the weekend between the new Hollywood party and her second day at work, she darkened her hair. Oh, I didn't notice <laughs> that, but thank goodness. She thank darkened her goodness. Hair. Yeah. And I think twice because it's a little darker in the beginning of the episode, but by the end, it's much darker. So you know what that actually makes me think is that MTV just duped us and this isn't at all in order. You think? Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) As a fan, as a fan, that frustrates me. (laughs) Because what gives it away in later Hills episodes is the color of their nails. Always. Oh. Like Lauren will be like yelling at Audrina with like navy blue nails. And then the next scene she'll have like bright red nails and she'll be like, you know. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this time it was the hair. It was definitely the hair. So I'm thinking there was probably a good month that took place (laughs) during this episode. (laughs) And they made it seem like two days. (laughs) She spent five days at the salon and then filmed us. So, but Lauren goes in to see Lisa. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I would call it a scolding. Lisa, editor-in-chief, says that some friends were drinking, meaning Heidi and her boyfriend Jordan, Mm -hmm. and that there was a fight and it was inappropriate. And Lauren basically just plays dumb, like probably more dumb than she played in her initial interview to get the job, and is saying, I don't, I mean, I don't know how they got in, like... Well, now, here's my issue with that. I mean, I have multiple issues. A, she should have been fired. Hands down, end of story. I mean, this is her very first task, and she fucked it up. Absolutely. B, who was working the door? Whitney was working the door. So even though she didn't say Whitney let them in by saying, like, I wasn't working the door, someone at the door let them in, she basically was throwing Whitney under the bus. I mean, I know that, like, she was trying not to use Whitney's name, but she more or less threw Whitney under the bus, because Whitney was who was at the door. Yep. So I think she should be fired, and she's a bitch. Yep. I agree. And you could see... The strained, not like Fembot Lisa has emotions, really. She kind of, like, just has resting bitch face constantly. But... I'm starting to think they actually never filmed Lisa while talking to Lauren. 
they just like went in there with the camera when no one was in there and made her like repeat <laughs> sentences. I could totally, I could see that. I could totally see that. It doesn't look like they're actually talking to another person. True. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I'm 100% behind you on that one. <laughs> but you could see like just the, the very slight smoldering of hatred behind your eyes. Lisa like knowing hates that Lauren. She has to keep her around because of this MTV deal. Yes, and does like nothing. She her, never talks to Whitney that way. Yeah. No, yeah, no. She she's it. out for Lauren. She's not. She's not feeling it. So we have a brief cutaway from the Teen Vogue offices to Heidi's boyfriend Jordan and his. I was about to say boyfriend. His roommate Brian, mm-hmm. who for some reason I think looks like a turtle. Um, he definitely looks like something. Yeah, that's not attractive. I don't. I think I don't he's know. I he's think, not ugly, but he's turtly. I'm gonna go one further and say he's totally ugly. Okay, like hideous. Okay, <laughs> like couldn't be uglier if he tried. Oh, okay. I think that's an exaggeration. But so anyway, Jordan and Brian, who are both apparently jobless and do nothing, are. Do we know who's? I mean, they don't go to school. Because so Brian, Jordan, Brian's who, actually an aspiring actor. Oh, yes, that's right. We find out later. Yes. Who, I'm assuming their parents are bankrolling them. I'm, right? Obviously. Must be. Yeah. Isn't that like the subtext of okay. this whole show? Um, I was a little shocked by, I, I think that I didn't remember all of the sexual undertones in oh. the show from the first time that I watched it. I was getting there. Um, the whole, uh, they're playing basketball. And they're talking about how Jordan and Heidi got into a fight at the Young Hollywood party because she was mm-hmm. talking to another guy. Yes. And Brian basically says, like, what's with you guys? You're so jealous. And Jordan responds, like a typical 19-year-old male. And it's like, well, yeah, she wasn't all over everybody. Like, talking to someone and saying, how are you, is saying, do you want to fuck me? Which is not at all accurate. True. And... Jordan basically says, no, we're all good. We made up. And do you remember what Brian said? Oh, he knew how many times did you make up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he adds, did you hit that threesome with Lauren yet? And Jordan actually takes it like a serious question. It's like, no, not yet. Yeah, like that's on the table. Like that's going to be happening someday. I just need to bring it up. No, you'd have to pay for Lauren. She's not interested. (laughs) Um, Ugh. Yeah. Terrible. Awful. Terrible. Awful. Um, there was also an amazing line where, and I don't remember why Brian said this to Jordan, but he said, this is Hollywood, not North Carolina. Yes. Well, I think that was the threesome part. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe he was saying, like, you have a, tr- like, this yeah. this could like, happen. This is Hollywood, not North yeah. Carolina. Ew. Oh, yeah. That does make sense. Even worse. Um, and then from there, they, Heidi, who is the biggest good time party girl ever, which I'd kind of forgotten that she was such a fun chick. Um, decides that they should go to this new nightclub called LAX. Yep. So it's Adrena who... Oh, you, you did miss something important, though. Oh, what did I miss? We cut back to the closet. Lauren and Whitney rehashing the meeting with Lisa. Oh, yes. So the the important takeaway here for me is that Lauren and Heidi are talking about, again, or sorry, Lauren and Whitney are talking about the Young Hollywood Party again. And they're kind of saying, like, they're so relieved they're not in trouble. And... Whitney basically says, like, well, I feel like it's my fault. Like, I'm the one who actually let them in the door. And Lauren takes no blame whatsoever. She doesn't say, like, no, it's my fault. I actually told them to come, you know, make you let them in. And Lauren says, no, it's Heidi's fault. Yeah. False. Okay. Well, I I don't know. I'm on the fence on that. No, all Heidi did was try. Lauren could have said, like, no, this is my first night on the job. 
Well, yes, but I think that Heidi knows that Lauren is kind of a pussy and doesn't have the balls to say no. So Lauren, she knew that if she asked her, Lauren would begrudgingly agree to it. And it's I think, more Lauren's fault than Heidi's, though. Well, but I think Lauren is passive aggressive. And so in her mind, it's Heidi's fault because Heidi should know that I wouldn't say no. And she asked me anyway and whatever. But yes. I think blaming it on work is like a pretty easy out, though. Like, no, security is tight. I can't. Well, Lauren's dumb. Yeah, I know. She didn't Lauren. do that. She, I mean, she messed up all around. But yes, I thought I, I thought she should have come a little bit more to Whitney's defense and been like, oh, no, no, no. Of or at least, like, it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, no, there was nothing like that. There was no comfort given. Um, so then we, and I like that there's a lot of, we now are, have been prominently shown Audrina's job at Quixote. Yes. Quixote Records. Yeah. Studios. 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 Yeah. Um, which obviously is getting some kind of, um, I guess, promotional cut for this. They probably. It also later in later episodes and I think seasons, they have some sort of deal with Teen Vogue where like Teen Vogue photo shoots will like rent space at Quixote and things like that. I think that's what it is. It's like, it's recording model photo. It's just like space. Well, apparently all Adrena does is spend all day talking to Heidi on the phone. She's at work. <laughs> and she says that her hours are nine to six. Nine like to they're six. the most ungodly thing in the world. Well, I think. Uh, yeah. Heidi tell me about it. I work that. every day nine to six. Yeah. Uh, well, Heidi couldn't even comprehend having a job. So she convinces Audrina to go to LAX so that Audrina can yep. um, hang out with Brian. Jordan's roommate. Jordan's roommate. And has a bit of a crush on um, Audrina. So all of them, Lauren, Jordan, Brian, and Audrina and Heidi all go to LAX. Yep. Where we are introduced, kind of on the side, like Meredith noticed it right away, but to Brian Bolthouse, who becomes a prominent figure yes. later on in the show. So when they are standing outside saying, if they don't go in, if they don't get in, they'll just go to Club Mood, yeah. which I'm curious to look up Club Mood, see if that still exists. And Heidi's future boss, as of later in the episode, Brent Bolthouse, is actually working the front door at the club, and apparently his company in LA does... Oh, Brent, yes, I was calling him Brian. Same thing, really. (laughs) And Heidi says um, they do clubs, they run clubs, they do hotels. Like, that's kind of how she characterizes the guy. (laughs) She says something like that, right? pretty much. I was like, great, you nailed it, Heidi. You're ready for the interview. Um, So, you know, not surprisingly, Heidi runs into Brent at the bar later and snags an interview. Um, I don't think this show could happen now because of all the underage drinking. And getting into clubs. Yeah. I mean, we all know that celebrities and reality TV people, whatever, go to clubs, underage, drink, whatever. I mean, I'm not a celebrity by any stretch of the imagination, and I do. <laughs> but we but do I'm know, not... thanks to the last episode, that you are VIP. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't on TV. And so I think now that they wouldn't get away. I mean, MTV could get sued. Like, that club would be shut down. Like, I don't think that they would get away with it like they did now. Because they're all drinking. I mean, yeah, they're all probably underage, not. and they're all drinking. Probably. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, another note I have written down about the club scene with this kind of like fake flirtation between Audrina and Brian. She looks pretty bored by him. A hundred percent. And I have written down hoodie in the club, Argyle in the club. Um, I wrote gay, <laughs> multiple exclamation points, and Argyle because Brian seemed a little yes. sexual to me. Yeah, he's, he is career. wearing an Argyle v-neck sweater with a collar sticking out, I believe. And Audrina's kind of doing that thing that Lauren is doing in the opening scene where I think we have our second Juicy Couture hooded sweatshirt of the episode. Lauren's was like a cranberry red and Audrina's is sort of a bright orange. Well, but that was the time of Juicy Couture. Oh, it was. I don't... I mean, at the club, though, seems a little unusual. Oh, a thousand percent. Well. Total. 
Okay. All right, fine. I mean, girls wore those ju- sweats with Juicy on the butt out to a club. Like, that was a fancy... I mean, because they're Ugh. expensive. Because like, that was a fancy outfit. Ugh. Juicy couture sweats and some high heel tennis shoes and turn it Oh, off. it hurts. Bring it. It hurts. Bring it. <laughs> um, and then we both missed... Heidi comes back, is so excited about her job opportunity with Brent Boldhouse, and then she says a bunch of stuff we couldn't understand. I just wrote my mouth. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, she's that. basically, and it was dubbed. Lauren says, like, Heidi, we have school really early tomorrow. Yeah. And Heidi basically just, like, oh, she has a stroke or something. Yeah, she's incoherently <laughs> mumbling that she's clearly not going, and she's so psyched for her interview. And there, and there we had a little foreshadowing to the road that Heidi's going down because Lauren keeps saying, like, how late are you going to stay out? And she says, till two. And Lauren says, you're going to stay till close. We have school early, early in the morning. Yeah. Now. But then we cut to them going to school together. The, yes. Lauren Before the interview, that. we cut to them going to school together. Now, my question, and what I would really like to know, and I feel like we have no way to ever find this out. I want to know what time is early. What time constitutes early? In well, their world. when I was in college, the earliest class I ever had started at 830. Well, no, no, but I mean, you can pick your class times. Not, I mean, if you have requirements or something, though, not really. Well, if you're an underclassman, which, so they were technically sophomores, at least at my school, that's how it worked. Um, but I definitely, I had some 830 classes even when I was a junior because they fit in my schedule and I would rather do that and have like a full Friday off than... Oh, see, I had friends that never went to school before noon. Right. But, so, I'm the type of person, I'd rather get up early one day a week to have a full day off instead. Well, I mean, I guess I was saying that, too, because when Lauren was trying to get Heidi up, it was very sunny. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like it was dawn. Like, it, it, like the no. sun had been up for a while. Homegirl wasn't awake for lunch. And, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to know, I want to know what early constitutes. Um... Then do we then switch back to the boys, right? This so, is where things get weird and confusing. Well, so Heidi is walking up to school, which I found really interesting. And Lauren actually has a school bag. So yeah. she's carrying a purse with rhinestones on it, which actually I was jealous of at the time and I kind of had a knockoff of. And she also has like a school bag that actually looks like it has books in it or maybe like a fashion portfolio or something. It's kind of like big and like briefcase sized. Heidi's just carrying a Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton. bowler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. she's wearing one of the most hideous 2006 outfits I can possibly think of. It is like a weird bleached tie-dye t-shirt with a deep V-neck in the back. And then uh, I guess were they like Ed Hardy or like rock and Republic jeans that are like, they have holes in them and they have bleach on them. And then they have like Paisley patchwork and they have just yeah. like, and pointy toed heels. Not a book, not a pen. Yeah. And Heidi already says that she's, quote, planning on dishing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm a little curious to know why she bothered to be peer pressured by Lauren into getting up for school. Like, I would have just slept. Like, if my whole intention was to get out of bed. And also, this is LA. How far did you have to drive to get there? And how much traffic did you sit in? Exactly. One of my listeners and loyal good friend... You are from L.A. I hope you'll weigh in on this on Twitter. We all know, thanks to the movie Clueless, everywhere in L.A. takes 20 minutes. Yes. So Heidi's wasting her time. <laughs> um, but then there, there's the continuity issue where we switch to the boys' apartment. <clears throat> the no-shirt party? Yeah, but Heidi was in bed <laughs> at her apartment with, with Jordan. Jordan. Yes. And then magically... Jordan's, Jordan's waking like, up at his own apartment. Yeah. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan's just a lazy fuck who sleeps all day. 
If basketball oh. and going to the club are his two agenda items, sleeping without a shirt on has got to be like his third priority. For sure. But they definitely set the scene up like it was morning. Yeah, of course. Like no matter what time, they made it seem like they both just And I think that. they were trying to kind of like tantalize the young teenage viewer with like Jordan and Brian sitting around without their shirts on. Not feeling it. I also even more so thought Brian was gay in that scene because I was not buying the whole him into Audrina thing. No, his necklace was also very tight. It was choker-ish. Yeah. And it was leather. Not good. (laughs) No. He's hideous. It gave him away, in your opinion. Completely hideous. Okay. Now, we need to talk about their magical, magical school that looks like it's in a Katy Perry fever dream because... Yeah. So the the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising looks lovely. Yeah. There's like a beautiful, I don't know what to call it other than student center? Lounge? what it was. It actually had a name. It came up on the... um, you know how the Hills names locations when yeah. they're at a restaurant or a club? It came up. It was like the, it was like a sponsored student lounge. It said like the something student lounge. Um, well, I wanted to go to it. Yep. Because it had magical like chase lounges. With, with a laptop attached. attached. And everything was white and beautiful and like crazy stuff hanging from the I mean, it was very futuristic and amazing. Yes. Life. So the biggest note that I actually had about the scene aside from the beautiful building, which I'm completely with you on is Heidi is sitting in the Chaise Lounge playing solitaire on an old, you know, PC laptop, which we've all done. We all know it. We've done it while getting paid or going to school. We all know it. Heidi, so when you play solitaire on a PC, you get to choose the deck. Like the actual, uh-huh. what the deck I looks actually, like. listeners, you'll be shocked. I've never played solitaire <gasps> on a PC. Oh my God. Never. So you can choose what color the cards are? Or? Yeah, you can choose the design of the back of the cards. Okay. And you have like eight designs to choose from. Okay. Heidi chose the red cards with the green frog on them. I mean, that's one of like the bottom three choices. You've got like your token tropical beach cards. You've mm-hmm. got like your fish scene cards in two different colors. And then you've got plenty of acceptable options before you jump to red with green frog. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> Maybe Heidi is too stupid to know how to change the cards. Fair. That's fair. I mean, the computers were attached to But the she also Chase just she also just skipped a 2-hour class, so she could have put a little more effort into finding something more attractive. She is in fashion school. Well, I think you just answered your own question. You said she could have put a little more effort into it. Now, I think we've already learned in a scant two episodes that putting effort into things is, is not, not Heidi's, Heidi's thing. thing. That's fair. Yeah. It's fine. No. It's fine. I will judge her for it forever. Yeah, well, but I... Added to the list you, of things I, that I judge Heidi Montag for. Choosing the wrong solitaire deck being one of them. Fair enough. Well, then we switch back to the apartment, and Heidi... We did miss one of my favorite quotes, actually. I'm sorry. I had oh, two. I, we had two notes about that scene. <laughs> so Lauren then shows up at this immaculate student lounge and yeah. asks Heidi how her classes were normal best friend first day of school conversation. And Heidi says, I didn't go. And like hardly looks up from her solitaire. It's like so intense. And Lauren says, like, what do you mean? She's all disappointed in her friend. And Heidi said, I couldn't find it. So I just like, I gave up. I didn't go. And you know, they don't want you to like miss half of like a two hour class. Oh, no, I think what she actually said is it's not like I was going to show up an hour late to a two-hour class. There you go. Yeah. And Lauren says, but they'd rather you show up. <laughs> <laughs> not in Heidi's world. Didn't she also say art is stupid? 
Probably. I think Heidi also was like, well, it's art. Art is stupid. Like, why would I take art class? Whatever. Probably. Yeah. What is she in school for? Beats me. Why is she in fashion fashion school? I don't understand. Well, that I do understand. Um, I have a feeling that was it trendy. Probably just wanted her to be in school. To be in school, right? And if you are a Hollywood party girl, what I mean, fashion school. Like, what else were you going to do? I guess I'm going to be in PR. I'm going to be, you know. Fashion merchandise, whatever. I mean, I feel like that's the, the I, Hollywoodiest. I also, there's no way that Heidi's family had as much money as Lauren's. No, they don't. And so I'm kind of surprised that she blows things off with like such gusto. Well, I'm a little shocked that she... And I think she's borrowing Lauren's purses. Well, if now, this is a very <laughs> off... <laughs> that was so mean girls of me. She didn't buy that purse. It's Lauren's. <laughs> well, and that's the... Yeah, I'm sure it was probably someone's cast off. Yeah. Last season or something. Um, but... As someone who has read Lauren Conrad's books, Ooh. I have read all three of them. That could be... Um, I think there have since That could more. be a great feature to future episodes. I read the trilogy. It's been a while, but I, and I think there's been subsequent episodes. L.A. Candy? Uh, yes. Okay. But there is a Heidi character in L.A. Candy. And, and I mean, these books are so loosely... I mean, it's just the hills. It's like right. what really went on. Yep. Like, she barely even changes their names. It's great. And so the Heidi character was poor in the books. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think Heidi was poor, but I think she, her parents were just kind of normal. Like, I don't think that I think she her comes parents were family. ranchers in Colorado. They are. So like for Colorado, they're probably doing just fine. Well, in later episodes though, I think her parents... I bet the first time she went to Elsie's house in Laguna Beach, she shit her pants. Oh, I'm sure. That house was stunning. But I think her parents um, have financial, like in later episodes and in real life, not in the show, had all kinds of financial trouble. I, I don't think that they had like a ton of money. Um, and I mean, we all know the only way she has that apartment is because MTV is paying for it. So, True. yep, fair. Yeah, I don't think she has that kind of cash. Right. Maybe she was never enrolled in school. Very possible. I mean, this show is so fake, it's very possible. And that would explain why she was never going to class. Because she didn't have any classes. And that would explain why she interviewed like that. They didn't even know who she was. She probably just burst in the office and, like, spit out some bullshit. Yeah. And they're like, who's this crazy girl? Get her out of here. (laughs) There you go. Um, Well, then we go to her getting ready for her interview. Yep. And this is where things get delicious. And Lauren... (laughs) Do they? ...really starts to throw some shade. (laughs) Oh yeah, it was and it great. It's good. My yeah. first shady line of Lauren. So we're we're back at the closet. Yes, Lauren's talking to Whitney about no, Heidi. No, 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 this is when they're in the house and Heidi's getting ready for her job interview. Oh, and she's saying she's if she gets this job, she's not going to go back to yeah. school. Yeah, so okay. she's picking out clothes and she's basically saying that she and Heidi says, "What do you think about this?" And Lauren says, and I wrote this down because I loved it so much. Do you care what you look like? <laughs> <laughs> she did say that, which was the beginning. Of what I'm going to call Shade Fest 2006. Because Lauren... I think she even said, I mean, do you care what you look like? Yeah. So good. It was amazing. I'm going to start saying that to everyone. From there on in, Lauren just gets shadier and shadier for the rest of the episode. And it was good. It It is delicious. delicious. It's great. Now, I want to say two things about Heidi. One, I forgot how cute she used to be. I mean, her clothes are a little, uh, but she really did used to be a cute girl. Before but for she 2006 herself. and growing up in Colorado, her clothes are not bad. No, no, but I'm saying she was, I mean, she had a cute figure. She had a cute face. I mean, she was oh, a yeah. good looking, cute girl. And she yeah. really messed it up with all that surgery crap. The other yes. thing is, when I watched this the first time, I was pretty team LC. Like I was Lauren all the way. 
now, I think I'm team Heidi. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Heidi is a lot of fun. I mean, I probably would have been a lot more like, I was a lot more like Heidi when I was 19 than I was like Lauren. And Heidi's right. A lot of this episode is about how she's got her dream job. Like, why should she stay in school? Because she'd be going to school to get the job she already has. And she can always go back to school another time if the job doesn't work out. And she didn't say this, but I agree. I mean, why spend $100,000 on an education if you already have the job that you'd be getting the education for? So in this instance, I'm, I'm team Heidi on this one. That's fine. I'm still team Lauren because I agree with Heidi that she's not cut out for school, obviously. No, she's not meant for book learning. <laughs> Lauren moved to LA to go to school, but she was excited to go to school with Heidi. So she has a right to be a little bit disappointed about that. Just on a friendship note. No, no, no. I get that. And hundred percent. Like I would be pissed. If at the age of 19, one of my friends came to me and said like, well, if I get this internship, I'm dropping out of school because I mean, it's just like what I want to do. I can, I would completely eye roll and be like, no, not an internship, a job, a salary job. I still don't care. At 19, I would have been like, great way to go. Well, I mean, let's be honest. What's she going to do with her fashion degree? It just doesn't matter. I'm putting myself in the 19-year-old frame of reference. Okay, and well, I'm also judgmental. Obviously, <laughs> I think that if we were 19, you would be Elsie. <laughs> and I would be... Well, I'd probably really be Audrina. But, um... <laughs> oh, you would. <laughs> you would be lounging by the pool and be recruited to be on TV? Okay. Got it. Um... You'd be in the VIP area. We wouldn't even be able to approach you. 100%. Um, Well, this is where Lauren ramps the shade up to 1,000 because Heidi has her interview. She turned that dial and just all the way to the right. Well, okay. So first we're at, because the closet was before the interview, right? They're back at Teen Vogue and she starts talking with Whitney and then they flush to the interview. After she gets like Heidi out the door to go to the interview... She goes to Teen Vogue, she's in the closet with Whitney, and she's basically talking about how much Heidi sucks. Yeah, she's just such a bitch. She talks about, like, yep. how Heidi gives terrible interview, and I mean, it's true. We've all witnessed it last week. Like She, she raises give... some fantastic points. Great points. Like, uh, one specifically was that if in an interview someone asks you what your worst quality is, you should lie and say, like, oh, it's that I care too much about stuff. That's my worst quality. You should quality. turn it into a positive flaw. Yes. And Heidi would say, oh, I don't really go I don't to like school. to come to work. <laughs> Go to school. <laughs> Which pretty much is exactly what she did in episode one. 100%. So yeah. Lauren does know her friend quite well. She totally does. So she starts shading Heidi and talking about what a ding dong she is and how she's probably not going to get this job because she's a terrible interview. We cut to the interview. And Heidi does a little better this time around. I thought she did really well. She was complimentary. She was interested. She said, like, I would give you 110%. She, like, much better than the school interview. Well, and I think that's probably because she actually cares about it. Yes. I mean, she doesn't care about school. That's obvious. No kidding. She does care about this. Now, I thought he was a little creepy and weird and didn't give a very good I mean, he's he's kind of like the Lisa Love of the entertainment. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He does not give a shit. They probably didn't even speak. It's like the same thing. They were filmed (laughs) at two different times. (laughs) So... Poor Heidi. Well, not poor Heidi. Heidi gets her dream job and she... And I did like that Brent told her before he gave her the job that he's looking for someone who will bring as little drama as possible. Now, that did seem to put her off a little bit. Threw off her game. Yes. Just for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, oh, we, I, we love... We already know she loves to bring drama at events. Episode one. And I loved her interview outfit. Really? Loved the, it. 
The sleeveless cowl neck with the jeans and boots. Loved it. It's her best outfit yet. Yeah. I thought it was very flat. That's not, I liked it. that's not saying much. Well, no, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know who wrote the memo on wearing jeans to an interview, but they're wrong. Well, um, yeah. What, for a I, promoter I, thing? Like, uh, Maybe. I mean, this, he's pretty cash. I don't... Yeah, he's wearing like a hideous polo. And I think, too, we come from two very different perspectives because the kind of job interviews I go to are different than the kind of job interviews you would be going to. I'm also an East Coaster through and through on so many things, and this is one of them. True that. Whereas I feel like California is a little laid back, and if Heidi had had, like, sandals on, it would have been completely cool. Uh, but this boots, I really thought, took it up a notch. It's her best outfit yet. She looks very cute. Yeah. I'll give you that. So the second she leaves, she excitedly <laughs> calls her best friend, Lauren. I got a job! Yep. Yeah. And Lauren... Shits all over it. You did. Congratulations. Yeah, it's just. She had to choke it out. Yeah. Congratulations. Basically, rolling her eyes, giving Whitney side eye the whole time, and then then Heidi says, "Hangs up on her." (laughs) No, you left out. You left out one of my favorite parts. Heidi said, "Oh, I mean, I have a real. I get a salary and a lunch, and I get a (laughs) lunch break." And Lauren says. Really, Heidi? A real lunch break? It's so good. I mean, it wasn't even passive aggressive. It was just aggressive. Like she I, was just my like, notes say LC equals bitch. Yeah, total bitch. And I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, then she hangs up on her, and then I wrote down Heidi doesn't know how phones work because Lauren <laughs> Lauren hangs up on her, and then for they cu- made it cut for like a good couple minutes. She just keeps <laughs> going, Lauren, 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 and then. Calls her back. And, and Elsie ignores. ignores. Yeah. And she still kept saying, Lauren, well, you hear the phone ringing. Like, you know Lauren can't hear you talking while the phone's ringing, ding dong, like on your end. Like, But this is where Heidi wins the episode, in my opinion. It's not quitting school. It's not getting a job. It's the fact that she just got shit on by her best friend. And then her best friend hung up on her. Heidi literally skips down the block, swinging her Louis Vuitton bowler bag like she just got a job and has not a care (laughs) in the world. She's skipping on camera. She won. She did. Yeah, she's skipping down the street. She came up roses. Elsie is just fuming in the Teen Vogue closet. Yeah. It's great. It's good. So I think this is a pretty good episode. Yeah, that brings us to the end of episode two, Change of Plans. Join um, us next week for episode three, LC, jet setting to New York, Heidi realizing working means actually having to do work, and the infamous phone call from Jason Waller. Yes. Who I am very excited about. Jay Wall resurfaces. So thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us at I'm at Nana's Mink on Instagram and Twitter. And Mare is... I'm at Hey It's Mare B, M-E-R-E-B, on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow this podcast at on Twitter at at Frankly Mare B, M-E-R-E-B. Have a great day, and we look forward to talking to you again next week.